Welcome. Now we are live. And that means if, if I'm the host and it's Monday night, then it must be MCU Mondays. Uh, I'm just trying to keep my life in order. Just me saying things out loud. So I was like, yes, okay, it is Monday. I am here doing this. It, that must mean it's MCU Monday. There's Debbie. Debbie's here with me. When when we get together, it's usually on Monday. And it's, it's to... <laughs> Well, it was to talk about the MCU, but now it's to talk about whatever's happening. And what's happening right now is the Super Mario Brothers movie, as well as a new trailer for The Marvels, which is MCU-related, so we're going to get a little bit of that in there. Uh, we're also joined today by Ambrose of the GNN writing staff, and he's been in a past live stream with us and has appeared on the Geek Gauntlet and the really good podcast so you're you've joined the team recently and you're making waves and occasionally on cantina happy hour on thursday nights and cantina happy hour you know i forgot something star wars good job uh so anyway we're glad to have him with us tonight as we go to talk about super mario and captain marvel we are waiting on one more person, uh, Dave, David, who is usually here with us. He's running late. He has seen the Mario movie. Debbie hasn't seen it. Ambrose hasn't seen it. So we're going to wait for him to get here to talk about that. For now, let's, uh, let's watch the theme song, and then maybe we'll talk about Captain Marvel first. Oh, there's David. Okay, we'll talk about... <laughs> Boom. Boom. Man. Let's get started. We're here. I should have brought you in after the intro. Okay. That would have been okay. well now that I've now that I've spoiled that possibility. Uh, sorry, I'm, my I'm glad I'm glad John had to step away for a minute. So give me a second to pop in. Come back. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. My hair was bothering me. I had to get a hat. I turned my head for two seconds and he shows up. Okay. So let's get that theme song going. And then we will talk about Super Mario Brothers movie as well as later Captain Marvel and all that other stuff. She just cue the music. Super Mario Brothers movie. Super Mario right. Brothers movie. <laughs> we're talking about Super Mario Brothers movie. That's what I was like. Because it says we're talking, it normally says we're talking about Marvel, but I feel like if that's not the main focus, or sometimes we're not talking about Marvel at all, I don't want to mislead people with our theme song. So that's just a nice little. We were good. If we're it. talking about Captain Marvel, though, we should. We should yeah, I, says, I did it last week too, and it was funny. So. It's, oh no, it was hilarious. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Loving it. All right. And we got Catherine from Scotland saying hello. Thank you for staying up late and tuning in. Because I know it's like two o'clock in the morning. So, <laughs> Peaches. Okay. So he's seen the Super Mario Brothers movie. Because there's an entire song. Okay. Because I was like, two of the people here haven't. Okay. 
uh, Jack Black sings an entire song as Bowser dedicated to Peach, Princess Peach. And it's called like Peaches, and I forget how it's going, but the, I mean, it's it's a really slow, like a uh, 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 laid back. He's playing the piano. piano. And he's like yeah. crooning. Yeah. And you know the presidents of the United States of America were like, we're primed for a comeback. Damn it! <laughs> I I thought of that song. I thought of Peaches by them. As soon as he was singing it, and I was like, this is nice and everything. And I get why you couldn't play the other one, because they're ch children, but they wouldn't get it. <laughs> it still made me think of that. I was like, okay, whatever. Well, well, well done. Uh, but yeah, it's a song called Peaches. Technically, it could be oscar worthy or oh yeah yeah grammy worthy or something because it's in a film so Might look out for jack nod. black to win a yeah or at least maybe be nominated for best song in a motion picture <laughs> oh man but anyway super mario bros movies out that's just one small part of this uh i think very very fun fast-paced movie that anyone could go and enjoy anyone could like anyone like kids adults anyone can go this and enjoy it uh but if you're a nintendo fan or your kids are nintendo fans even like if you're an old school nintendo fan or new school nintendo fan, if you're just a nintendo fan then you're gonna get a great experience out of this yeah, yeah. like you're just gonna have a fun time there's too many references to even count like you'd have to pause the movie constantly and be like all right in this scene there's like 17 different references to like different games different characters oh they they fit so much into this movie it felt like it was made with a love of the product and respect for the fans of the product i didn't feel like they were preaching about anything there was no race swapped characters or anything like that that was like hey yeah. Think, think about this stuff instead of enjoying your movie you know it was just hey this is the movie about mario let's do our best to portray mario in a fun environment for everyone and I, they really did put the focus on having fun and given that it's like nintendo and that's their whole deal is like having fun playing video games they were more they're they're more about entertaining the audience than like preaching some sort of message but david you went and saw it what, what did you think um, I, I have long stated that they have yet to make a movie about a video game that is any good. I mean, Sonic was okay. Pokemon Detective Pikachu was okay. Again, at best, just okay. What about but Pokemon the movie? The one with uh, Mew and Mewtwo. I remember seeing that as a kid, and like, I, I, I saw it, but I was like, a, I was at the time, I was like a teenager because that's yeah. when Pokemon came out for me. So, see, um, I, I think the most I recent, made in late teens. I think the most recent Mortal Kombat was pretty good. No, it was horrid. That was <laughs> I mean, horrible. I'm just a fan of violence, and there was a lot of that, so I, I, I liked it. The, but they have not made this one broke that this is this was a beautifully crafted video game to uh to movie thing they didn't change any of the characters uh everybody worried about the oh mario's voice it's not the same and it's like yeah but they used it and they incorporated it so you kind of have an idea that okay it's it is the same it's just not 
the same same it's not what we're used to but it, it I, I get it and it makes well, they sense. also explain it in the movie very quickly in the very beginning they so if you're wondering about mario's voice the way they explain it in the film is that he spoiler alert by the way but it's again it's not like it's super deep but <laughs> here are your spoilers uh so the thing is like the mario brothers mario and luigi have started up their own plumbing company and they they blow like all their savings on a commercial for their new company and in the commercial they go with the over-the-top accents and they're like Mario brothers ah and uh and there's reference in that they've got them like sitting on a stool flying with the cape which is a I mean, if well, we were to sit here and list the references, the, 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 the music from that that they were using in that commercial was actually the theme song from the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. And in fact, I think there was a good chunk of it that was like word for word from that theme song. So, yeah, they used a bunch of different music from a bunch of different games, which well, really I helped set the tone of this film. That it's like, look, this is from the first Mario game ever, or this is from like our favorite Mario game ever. And then you could see the influences of the games not just in the music but also for sure in like the action and the different action scenes they had and we'll get to that i didn't mean to cut you off david you were oh no i was gonna say yes you're perfectly right the, the musical just the score i mean the soundtrack was really good but the score the way oh, that yeah. they tied everything in and i mean even the sound effects not just the, the, the music the, when Bowser was sitting playing the piano with the little wizard guy, and he's like, "Come, come, jam with me." I was like, "Oh, what is this?" Is it Kamek? Oh, it was hilarious! I was like, "Oh my gosh!" They're just pulling out all the stops. So, the animation also itself was it. It looked like a Mario game. I mean, honestly, it looked like. A it game, didn't seem game. like it was trying to be like over real realistic so you get lost in the uncanny valley it was literally like they tried to make it look as much yeah just like a video game uh as possible and like donkey kong i mean there's always ways where you're gonna look at this and be like well they could have made that character a little different yeah they could have but i think overall they just was that pretty Seth much Rogen? nailed it across the board uh was Seth, Seth, Rogen. Seth Rogen was donkey Seth kong Rogen. yeah, yeah. And well, they could have gotten a different voice for him. I don't know who. I think he did an okay job, but I didn't. I wasn't feeling it as much from him as much as some of the other performances. I thought most of the other voice actors did a great job, and like it, Seth Rogen did too. But it's just you just think Seth Rogen. It's not like he's. I think I'll give Seth Rogen the benefit of the doubt. I think a lot of it is he's just so unlikable in a lot of the stuff he does, where it's like, oh, it's this guy. Like, I and, just think but, as soon as you hear his voice, you just you, know that's Seth Rogen. It's not it's go, like, oh, go watch, go so watch Zach and Mary. Go watch Zach and Mary, and you'll you'll fall in love with Seth Rogen. No, I like Zach and Mary make a porno, but yeah, that have was you, great. Have you heard him laugh? It's like hearing a walrus. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like hearing a walrus having sex. <laughs> um, but, but um. Pulling some stats up on this, and one, uh, do they have uh, a wall of wrenches like Bob Hoskins did, or did they leave that out? I mean, yeah, um, I don't know when specifically, but <laughs> like, like when the Bob whole... Hoskins and John Leguizamo have like their Hall of Fame of wrenches. Um, yeah, well, I think where but... they're going through his house, you can see because their whole family is like. But pulling some pulling some yeah. stats up, um, and 
we all know Nintendo fans, and I can say this because I'm one of them, are unforgiving. They're almost as bad as Star Wars fans. And they've achieved the unachievable with this movie because it sits at a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes with the fan score. I don't care about the critic score. The critics are garbage. The fans are at 96%. Star Wars doesn't even do that anymore. Um, so that's how good a job that the, <laughs> that's how good a job Universal did with this movie in delivering for the fans is that a, a fan base that is notoriously divisive and crazy is all agreeing on how good this movie is. Well, that's what I was saying uh, from, from my initial review of it is that like if you go into this movie, they, they treat the lore, they treat the, the games with respect. They hit like they make, and then if you're a fan of that, that means you get treated with respect. Well, it's, they respected the source material in making the I mean, entertainment. And again, I want to put point this out because I've I felt this more and more as the movie was going on, as they would do different action scenes. There's a point where Donkey Kong comes out and they fight, and I was like, oh, Super Smash Brothers vibes. You just you can imagine a whole Super Smash Brothers movie. There's a point where Peach looks up at the stars and goes, "It's a big galaxy out there." What well, Mario says, maybe you came from my world, and she's like, "There's a lot more than just your world out there," which is hinting at other things like possibly Star Fox or Metroid or the Kirby, even because he comes from and the stars, the so. NCU Nintendo Cinematic Universe. But yeah. I don't think they're gonna tie it in like that because I think they're so they already good. are because the end credit scene had a Yoshi egg in the rubble of the thing, so they're definitely already setting up for the next movie. Yeah, a, the but... fact that they have end credit scenes is just like the MCU, and then B the fact that it's setting up for the next story. They're already but, literally laying the eggs or the foundation. But there's, there's a difference between setting up for a sequel and tying a huge convoluted Gordian knot for fans to untangle. I still think, yeah, you have Yoshi that's setting up for Super Mario 2. There's still a lot to unpack. Um, but I don't think they're going to have like Link involved in Mario. And I don't think Kid Yeah, they Iker will when they do the Super Smash Brothers. It'll movie. be the Super Smash Brothers. There's going to be the Link be movie where just Link. But yeah, then that thing that that's the thing that ties it all together. And that's what literally like they the have Avengers. the tube that brought them there. So you know there's portals to other galaxies that exist. That Mario isn't from the Mushroom Kingdom. He goes through a magical portal to end up there. Peach nice. is not from the Mushroom Kingdom. She, as a baby, went through a magical portal. And showed up there. They don't know where she's from. Well, and Toad, so they're they're already setting up. And the Toads took her in, and then she became their princess. Well, but, Toad and is that the also worst, explains uh... that also explains how Peach in this film can be so much better than Mario at stuff. That's because she's been there her whole life. He is new to this place, so she teaches him a lot of the skills that he needs because she's already been there and learned it. And they show that in flashbacks. So in that way, she's not necessarily like girl boss dominating and i'm not saying she doesn't dominate and she doesn't do her own thing because she certainly does throughout the entire film but she doesn't like overshadow mario she doesn't make him yeah. redundant and there are times when she sits back entirely and he's doing his thing like the fight with donkey kong like that's well, just mario versus donkey kong and it's awesome i kind of like how they like because uh, i like i said i i can't help but read about a lot of this stuff they not only had um obviously donkey kong but i do like how their landlord i think i've read it i haven't seen the movie but i like how they included wrecking crew oh yeah well it's not and, his uh, landlord so it's the guy he used to work for is yeah. spike oh, okay. from wrecking crew and yeah. he starts out as like a enemy or an antagonist force but by the end of the movie he kind of switches sides to cheer for mario 
And it's like but, as someone but, as someone who grew up in an arcade and played Wrecking Crew, I was like, that's really cool that they like include the. That's lesser. the thing with the references. It's there's no like set limit for like oh it has to be from like this time period of game or whatever. They're they're like hey if it ever happened in a game let's just throw he it had in a there. Cat, he had a cat suit which was from Super Mario 3D World, but he also yeah. had the Tanuki suit from Mario Three. And uh, Donkey Kong can use upgrades. And that's the point, like, is by the time they got to the end of the film, like, at this point, Mario and Donkey Kong, they've had their fight. They've literally gone into a cave or the belly of the beast. They get eaten by a dragon thing and end up underwater in the, like, this is basic mythological storytelling right here. When they're in the cave, they decide, hey, it's better if we work together. So then they start working together. They get back to the Mushroom Kingdom. At this point, they have to get to the wedding that Bowser's trying to have to have with Peach. And then they start an action sequence that just makes you feel like you're playing an awesome video game with a friend. It's like maybe I'm in control of Mario and Dade's in control of Donkey, but it just feels like you're running, doing your thing, and they're doing their thing, and you're setting up combos, and you're getting a high score, and it's just fun, and the action is fun, and it just makes you feel like you're playing a video game even though you're not. And I was like, that... And that's really and that's well done. That's that was, how it should. That well that's done. how it should be. That's how that's how the movie should be. And it's, I'm just glad that we're hitting this trend now where filmmakers are actually delivering movies the fans want to see. And I really like the fact that the the creators of the game had input because there's a lot of reviews that are coming out. And Nintendo doesn't care. If if you're a detractor, they don't care. We really wanted Peach to have more of a. a participation in the final battle nope when we make a peach movie she will but this is super right. Mario. and that's like, the th and that's what because... i was saying she she is an ally of his but she doesn't like take over the movie and if this is successful she'll get a movie right like yep. the peach origin story yeah and then she'll have a different mentor someone who actually teaches her the ropes or whatever or like, Rosalina story or, that takes yeah. place after this, but she meets you know, but it's a, a Peach centric story, and this is very much a Mario centric story, and where Peach is the mentor that helps him learn the ins and outs of the Mushroom Kingdom, this new universe, so that he can help save his brother, uh, because it really ties into you know devotion to family and loyalty, and the very end of the movie, and it's. Not a long, it's 90 minutes long. You know, they don't, yeah, they, don't they certainly don't stretch anything out. They realize that, you know, young kids are going to be watching this. So it's, it's pretty fast paced, which is again, totally fine. The biggest criticisms I've seen of this movie is when people complain about the plot. They say like, oh, it's not a deep enough plot. It's blah, blah, blah. I'm like, where, how is that even a complaint? It's fast paced. It's not confusing. I think if you went any deeper with this plot, you'd have kids wondering like what's going on. No, it's straightforward. You can understand what's happening. There's beginning and middle and an end. Characters go through a journey and it, there's entertainment along the way. Yeah, I'm not joking. I saw an interview. I saw a review on YouTube and this lady was talking about how she didn't like the movie and she doesn't understand why Mario could turn into a cat and she was saying that it's appealing to the furry crowd. And I was like, you have no business reviewing this movie, lady. Yeah. That's like your frame of reference is nothing. <laughs> have, how long have you been alive? You sound like you just got to planet Earth. Uh, first of all, this is based on a video game where fantastical things can happen. Second of all, this is a film where anything can happen. 
third of all. Yeah, it was <laughs> Grace Randolph. It was Grace Randolph. That's fine. The name was escaping me. Thank you, Andrew. Good pull. It was Grace Randolph. She is a. Uh, she's kind of a mess. And it's like you have no business reviewing this movie. Yeah, well, and, <laughs> and and if that was actually her, she had to have just been saying that to try and make some sort of joke because I feel like nah, I think she was being serious. Well, then maybe she was like she was like lost, and I was like, "How are you lost with this concept?" Well, that's why I stopped watching her videos because, <laughs> like, if you ever are this lost on very basic matters i don't know why i would trust your thoughts on like if i was in the room i would have been like <laughs> david spade and tommy boy what about hi i'm earth have we met not lately <laughs> like... so I, I will say this you know you were talking about it being geared toward kids and i took my i actually took my four-year-old to go see this movie so me and luke and samuel all went to go see it he sat through the whole thing he asked, he asked like one or two questions, you know, just, oh, what, what was that or what happened with that? But the, I mean, he was focused in like yeah. the entire time. And we yeah. walked out of there and we called my wife and she was like, did you like the movie? He, that was the greatest movie ever. Yeah. I was going to say for kids, the, the animation, the action and the fast pace is going to keep them engaged. And just as another example, a couple weeks ago, whenever I went to see the Dungeons and Dragons film, I was sat next to a hyperactive ADD kid that just when things got a little bit long because that's over that movie's over two hours and it's not that it wasn't entertained but that kid could not handle it. started freaking out I'm watching the the Mario movie and I'm like this is moving quickly it's moving from place to place thing to thing and that's not to say that there aren't times when it it slows down it does but even when it does slow down there's fantastical things to see. There's like things happening in the background. Mario's jumping around, getting used to stuff, or or you just get some stunning visuals that are going to keep a kid entertained, and it's it would keep anyone entertained. Again, I went to see this, and it's just a ninety-minute-long movie. It's nothing crazy. It's not, but it does exactly what it sets out to do. It's entertainment. You get into it, you lose yourself for a while. You lose yourself in having a good time, and you just get to really enjoy these characters and get to enjoy seeing them in a movie and seeing them done right, animated well, voiced well. You know, you like to see it all come together like that. And I think that's why people are receptive to some sort of MCU-like thing or more, at least more movies based on Nintendo characters. Like I said, I watched this movie and I'm like, if you put out movies like that, I would watch them. Well, I'm, I'm very happy to hear this because we're debating because my... Francis, my my daughter, um, is three. She's going to turn four in December, and we're debating on whether or not to take her to the theater. And um, I think I think she'll be fine, but we just didn't want to waste the ticket. But I think if if it's as fast paced and it's as good as you say it is, I don't think we'll have a problem taking her and sitting her down. You know, so no, it's, it, and and it's one of those movies too, really, because. It, it's a it's a wonderful family movie because like Chris said, you know, you've got all the the fast-paced action and the animation and it keeps the kids entertained. But then you've got their parents who grew up on Mario. And the parents are going to be looking at things going, oh, I remember that from this game. Or, oh, yes, I remember that. The, the scene at the very first. Where oh, I was just going to bring this up. Where before, this is before they go to the Mushroom Kingdom. Before they even go to the Mushroom yeah, Kingdom. They're still in and Portland. they're going to their first plumbing call. And the whole thing was filmed as a side scroll 
action game. It was him jumping on things, and it looked like a friggin' Mario game. And from Luigi's 1980s. got like, the big bag of tools. Their truck is broken down. They have to run to their first job that the commercial got them, and so they have to like go through this construction site. And like he said, it's a side-scrolling thing. Mario is like running, jumping around, opening doors. Luigi's running along behind him because he's got the heavy bag. And that just reminds you of like those games where you have a two-player game where it's like one character needs to go do the other stuff to open the doors for the other character following along. And it's based exactly like, a, I don't know which because I'm not a Mario super fan, but like the, the bit where they are side-scrolling is based exactly on like one of the earlier Mario. If they're games. opening doors, that might be like a tongue-in-cheek reference to Hotel Mario. Well, that was it, mostly just yeah. at the beginning and the end of yeah, the, yeah. Uh, um, but there's, I, like there's references to every oh, like well not everything, but I didn't see was there were the were the the boos in there? I didn't remember seeing those. You King Boo was at the wedding. Oh, he was at the wedding. You're right. And the you're King right. Bob yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, but like like I mean even the Yoshi's. Yoshi had no part in the movie, but they saw him. They were there. A crowd, yeah, a, a herd of them ran by, and I, in my theater, I heard people go, huh, "Yoshi." I um ran into like I ran. In, I've been getting the feedback from word of mouth, and I ran into an uh, old friend stopped in the pizzeria the other day, and he said he just took his kid, and he um he said he, his words were, "It reminds me of what." disney used to do you took your kid and the kids loved it and they made over the head references that the parents could chuckle and laugh at oh, yeah. and it was like a classic disney movie like you sat down and the parents had a good laugh the kids had a good laugh the whole family enjoyed it and uh we and that's the kind know, of movies that are going to go down and even make more money later on uh, just through basic nostalgia. I mean, that's why Disney's trying to do the live-action remakes now. They're like, people love the originals. And I'm like, yeah, then why do you keep changing them in <laughs> vague or terrible ways? But whether see, it be through race-swapping characters or making the plot bad. Because Mulan, they could have just aced Mulan if they had made it like a shot-for-shot remake. But they change it up and it's like, she's better than everyone else. And it's like, that was not the point of Mulan, was that, that she's just better than everyone else. Sidetracking for a moment, Disney would do so much better if they stopped with the live-action remakes and just bought the Vault program back together. Like, yeah. if, they if they just said, we're pulling XX and X from Disney+, Plus, we'll be releasing them in theaters throughout the year. If you want to watch them, head to your local theater. They would make so much money at the box office if they did that. Yeah. If they said we're pulling 100 Dalmatians for three months, it's going to be in the theaters. Go see it. People would go. Like I saw, it would be cheaper for them than doing a yeah, remake. It would be cheaper uh, for them. And then when they bought back 101 Dalmatians, you have new subscribers that saw it in the theater and say, "I really like that movie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna subscribe to Disney Plus." I mean, I the vault program was the most genius thing they did, and for the life of me, I look at Disney. It's like, how could you get rid of that? And like, so, well, some of those movies—that's the thing—is why they're great to reminisce upon. Is that they are fun for the kids and they're fun for adults. And so when you have the kids that saw them, then later they're feeling nostalgic. They want to watch it again. Then, since you're older, wiser, I've definitely watched movies that like I saw with Disney as a kid, and then I saw them as an adult. And I was like, oh, I just got that joke for the first time. Like, <laughs> I've always loved Hercules, but I'm watching it again. And it's like the kids get trapped under the rock. One of them's like, call IXII. 
I was like, oh my God, he said the Roman numerals for 911. And I was like, how did I never know this? And I was like, well, the kid you didn't know Roman numerals. <laughs> and that joke just flew over your head. You were having fun with some other stuff in the movie. And uh, when you can do that and achieve something like that, it works very well. And uh, I think Super Mario did that and they achieved that. Again, it's like, and the great thing about it is they're not just doing a remake. It's not like we're nostalgic for a movie we saw as a kid and they're like updated for modern audiences. This is games that have existed over time, evolved over time, and there really haven't been any movies about it. I mean, there's been the one Bob Hoskins. Please but that was kind don't of, update that for modern audiences. I'm just audiences. saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, but that kind of film is what inspired Nintendo to not put out movies. They're just like, they had that experience. They were like, okay, this isn't for us. Now animation has changed. Computer graphics are much better. The ability to make the games that look just like the video, like, or make the movies that look exactly like the video games you're playing. Uh, so like, there's not even any change or loss there. That fulfills the nostalgia agreement. And since it's like, we've never even had a Super Mario movie before, you get to do it for the first time. So this is, they get to try and do this for the first time. Even when the MCU was coming out, like superhero films had been made before and video game adaptations had been made before. But yeah, not but like by Nintendo, had... not on this scale and not with the possibility, especially in a, in a time period after the MCU already exists. I really think that um, and the, the article absolutely I, Andrew in the uh, in the chat said, "Give me the yes. Top Gun version of Star yes. Fox, one hundred percent." I mean, Star Fox is just you think Star Fox sixty four. What's the plot oh, of that movie going to be? Maybe they game. go to like yeah, you, maybe to five of those planets, and but you're just doing aerial combat the whole time. Like, don't land. I never want to see you landing. <laughs> this takes no, but, place entirely in the cockpits. <laughs> But you, you I, gotta you, you gotta have the one the rabbit thing going. Do a barrel roll. I yeah, am. Uh, you reminded me more of your father, Fox. Yes, yeah, Slippy Toad. <laughs> Slippy Toad. That would be Fox. great if they just killed Slippy off. I'd be like, I oh, always dude. got Slippy killed. Yeah. I hated listening to. Him. Um, I'm one of the few people that played Slippy Star Fox. No, <laughs> I'm one of the few people that played um Star Fox on the Wii U. And it was one of my favorite games for the system because the gamepad was the cockpit. That's fun. So you're steering, and and the, it was kind of clunky at times, but it's like you're steering and you have the joysticks and you're shooting, you're shooting the uh, enemy and all that. And it was a lot it, like Star Fox for the Wii U was a lot of. I don't know I play that game tonight. Uh, it was a lot of fun, um, and I think that this is someone from Disney is taking notice and they're scared now. Because this is going to be the next thing. This is going to surpass superhero movies. Oh, yeah. This is going to. Uh, well, <laughs> because people movies. are, A, they're fatigued with superhero movies. Yeah. And B, the, the I mean, think of the possibility with, like, just a Nintendo. I, I'm not saying fatigue, but there's, like, that's where the most content is right now. Like, there's tons of superhero content everywhere. Spoken there's, like a true Mets fan, Biscardi. Um, and there's some, uh, oh, did he say, oh, E.T. <laughs> E.T. Yeah, that was a great game. Maybe they should update that for modern audiences. You know no, what, that's, no, a conversa no. that's a conversation for another time, but I defend that game, And but that's a conversation for another time. 
definitely a conversation for another time. What that it's guy did within that, what that guy did with ten weeks to develop was nothing short of incredible. And I, yeah, the game sucked, but they put that guy under impossible circumstances, and he gets a lot of flack that he doesn't deserve for that game. Like if Steven Spielberg comes in your office and says, "I need a game in ten weeks," of course the game's gonna suck. But you also don't want to tell Steven Spielberg no. Yeah. But yeah, that's never mind. That's gonna that's another hour in itself. So let's move on. I think it was also a joke because obviously the movie existed for that before the game. <laughs> we're talking oh no no no! I, I, it's just any anytime someone brings up ET as a game, it's like clearly that's a trigger episode. What, no, I mean like Warsaw. <laughs> I mean I just I'll want... have you know that he was under some very difficult it, circumstances. I mean, how dare I, you make jokes at his expense? I mean, I just think Howard Warsaw just got a raw deal. The guy was put in a loony bin for a while. He he went crazy. And I think he, I think he just got a raw deal out of it. And he was a great programmer, and he was dealing with, you know, really, really untenable deals. I'd and... have to look up the backstory on that because I'm not as familiar with the the ET type thing. But I just want to go back to what I was saying about the superhero fatigue because that's where please I... do. So anyway, it's not necessary. Maybe, but I do, I do think people have seen a lot of superhero stuff. They're interested in other things, like what could take the spot of that. And think about Nintendo. Um, superheroes, you're immediately locked into a superhero team or a superhero universe. So superhero storyline. With the Nintendo games, you're not locked into anything necessarily. You, I mean, you're just locked into whatever character you pick. But that means you can make a Mario movie that's a Mario movie. Then you can make a Donkey Kong movie that's just like totally out there in Donkey Kong world going Donkey Kong crazy. And then you have a Metroid movie that's fighting Metroids and a Zelda movie that's doing that completely other separate thing. Which do, we get a movie, do we get a movie where we can hunt ducks? Duck hunt. Like <laughs> they give yeah, everybody yeah. a controller. It's called Big Buck Hunter. <laughs> um... What was it called? Uh, I like, I, and I'd like to see a Kid Icarus movie. You know what? Funny enough, Kid Icarus was in this movie. Was he did really? You, did you Did you catch that. it, Chris? No. Okay, so there was a scene at the very first where uh, Mario and his family—they're all sitting around having dinner, and Mario doesn't like mushrooms, and they make fun of him for running off and leave. So he gets all sad and depressed, and he goes off to his room. When he goes off to his room. He's playing a video game in his room, and it's oh, yeah. Kid Icarus. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. I was like, oh. I thought you meant, like, the character was standing around in one scene. I was like, I totally oh. see the wedding. I was like, no, okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's the video so game. He actually played, yeah. The eight, actual like, game. the actual 8-bit Nintendo Kid Icarus video game. So it's yeah. like when you play Uncharted 4, and, like, they had that little Easter egg part where you're sitting with his wife, and you play Crash Bandicoot for a minute before you go to your next mission. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, I love Easter eggs like that. Yeah, like Luigi's Mansion. There you get a kid's you horror a film. Movie. <laughs> Metroid in the style of Aliens. Yeah, exactly how Metroid should be. I mean, it's alien hunting, fighting. Uh, and the great thing is you could tell a 90-minute, two-hour-long story and then on to the next one. And if you put all these different things out there, then again, of course, you can have like the eventual Super Smash Brothers movie or something like that. But uh, they don't really need to worry as much about the crossovers because 
that's like a much rarer event. Like in superhero movies, that's like, yeah, they're the Avengers team and that happens all the time. In like the Nintendo world, it's like, no, everyone pretty much has their own universe and the crossover happens in like one fighting game. <laughs> Um, or or Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. or like Donkey Kong and Mario in this because they were in games together. Like they're classically in games together, so it yeah. makes more sense. Their their universes are closer or whatever. Uh, but that allows you to have these like very different toned movies in their that, own styles, and again come together for the crossover. That would be the ultimate troll. If you saw a trailer after all these movies take off, it's like the the match everyone's waiting for. The showdown is finally here. And everyone's like, yes, yeah, smash, smash. And then it's like, scores will be settled at the Olympics. Mario versus Sonic. <laughs> Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's see. Let me just... Save that I want to. I got this. They had they had Diddy Kong, but they didn't have Donkey Kong Jr. Well, they barely I, had Diddy. I Kong. think according now to that, the lore that Donkey Kong Jr. is actually Donkey Kong, and Cranky yes. Kong is the original Donkey Kong. Oh, I think I'm not quite sure because I always wondered. I was like, Donkey Kong Jr. hasn't made an appearance since Super Mario Kart. Like they kind of forgot about him. Yeah. And uh, uh, although Diddy Kong, uh, the, that one scene with Donkey Kong where he's enticing the crowd, Dad, look at me, look how popular I am. Oh, peck dance, peck dance, gonna make him dance. And he's, he's bouncing his pecs. Dad, can I do a peck dance? Yes, you've earned it this time. Trying to see if I can get a picture up here. No, I can't. Oh, there it is. Oh no, but I have too many files. Oh, hate when that. So happens. I've just deleted a file. Yeah, look at that. Look at that cinematic universe. <laughs> I mean established. Wow. I, I think Kirby That's just fan made, of course. I mean, of course, obviously. Kirby, I I yeah, I laid this out pretty much. Those are the six no, I didn't mention Smash Brothers. In the article I I, I published earlier today, I said, you know, there's gonna be something for everybody. You're gonna have, you know, adventure people are gonna want Zelda or are people fans of swordplay are gonna want Zelda. Kirby is gonna be another family movie. I mean, they have it's it's literally the possibilities are endless, and they can go in a million directions with this. And the way universe, the way because, and if they keep doing them at library. the at the quality that they did this one, then you're going to have happy fans. You're going to have, but it will because Universal approaches movies different from Warner and and uh, Disney. They make the movie, and if the movie fails, they scrap it. They move on, and they won't. They don't put all their eggs in one basket so they'll make these movies they'll care about them one at a time make sure it's good make sure the fans like it and get on to the next one if it's a box office success awesome possibly a sequel or a spinoff peach movie or adventures in babysitting with toad because he's the worst babysitter ever um but it's uh you know it's it, it, it's it's a very simple formula, and no studios follow it anymore. And this is why Universal is primed to just, you know, pass Warner and uh, and Disney on the way to the top because Universal is sticking to the tried and true method, and they're just putting out 
good movies people want to see. Like, there's a reason why Star Wars is entering its eleven entering its eleventh film into the Skywalker era, and people are like nah. And yet you have Vin Diesel stealing cars for ten movies, and everyone loves it. Well, they just get better every time, now they <laughs> no, they 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 no, don't. They don't. But it's it's entertaining. Do you see that car swing on the vine? No, it defied I, physics. <laughs> I, I I saw the first one, and that was about it. And the first one's the only one I saw either. I've seen clips. There was one where a car Tarzaned off a vine, and it was like, how can my car do that? Oh, I'm dead. Oh. <laughs> uh, so you were talking about... <laughs> you are talking about them bringing back Ray, which I think is just absurd. God! Ah! I got you, brother. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you doing that? I just, I, I really like. Uh... <laughs> I would, I would love for the, the, movie and it's wishful thinking for just for boba fett to get his uh edge back and just come back and just take out ray and just be like okay we can go now uh, <laughs> such a mess i don't want to get caught up talking about it. i do like how the way that this video ended up formatted into this stream that it looks like brie larson's really upset with it uh, <laughs> that to me is funny and speaking of brie larson i think that means we should move on to the marbles uh trailer i want to give david another chance is there anything else you wanted to say about the mario brothers movie that you wanted to make a note of before we moved on it was great it was amazing take your kids it's it's just it's again the best video game adaptation to a movie ever ever well, not I don't I don't say ever because you know future so far so far that is the, the Nintendo and Illumination and Universal did it right and they got exactly what they they did exactly what they needed to do. Yeah, I mean I was going to see it anyway, but I value your guys' opinion, so that makes it all the more reason for me to and go. Chris out doesn't like anything, so when he likes something, you know it's got to be good. When I he said likes last it. week, Chris likes it. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's true. That's what the people do. They rejoice in the streets and they say, "Finally, I'm allowed to enjoy this now." <laughs> Finally, because something I never good. enjoy something unless he does. No, but last week we were talking about Dungeons and Dragons, and we did a spoiler-free review of Mario, and I was like, I'd give it a solid like eight and a half, nine. Because oh yeah. Because I, it's just pure entertainment, pure fun. It sets, it achieves what it sets out to do. Just like what you were saying, everyone can love it from any age group. And the, and again, the only criticisms I've seen are people like really looking for a problem. Like when your problem with the Super Mario movie is that the plot wasn't complex enough. I don't think you were ever going to enjoy this movie, no matter what they did. Like, or that Mario was a furry. Something. Yeah, you're just <laughs> looking for something to be controversial, something. But the story behind this movie is they did it right. And another thing is, if you're if you're tired of the films that you feel have been preachy 
And I'm not going to say which ones because different people have different opinions on different things. But a lot of people now are feeling like with the remakes and with a lot of the stuff Disney's doing right now, they're like, I didn't come to the theater to be preached at or to be politic that I came here to escape that because that's hap overwhelmingly happening in my everyday life. And so now it's also in my escapism. Woe is me. I can't enjoy the movies anymore. This film doesn't really have any of that. I think if you see that in this film, that's another instance where like you were looking for it because like I, I can already see some people talking about peach and saying like, she's too girl boss. And I'm like, Oh, no, it's all over girl the place. boss. It's all but over the place. This is not that. And if you see it, I think you can understand that they very much put her in the mentor role. And I think I explained that already. So, well, I don't, yeah, I don't even understand why that's a point of contention because well, that, for some was... people, any woman doing anything is considered. So there's, there's always different sides of any sort of spectrum, but I can say pretty confidently that this movie, like, again, you're not going to have any problems with that. And if you hear someone saying that there is that problem, they're lying to you. Uh, so don't listen to them. I'll quote Tom. I'll quote Thomas Wilson from Back to the Future when people ask him stupid questions. It's a movie, <laughs> like that. That's it. It's a movie, and it's a well done movie. So anyway, on to a movie that we haven't seen yet, so we can't. We don't know if it's well done or not. Uh, I think this is. The I can hedge my bets. Yeah, it's, no, I, <laughs> I haven't seen the trailer yet. Um, so let's take a look at this, uh, the oh, Marvels trailer. You're, you're in for a treat. I don't, hey, don't spoil the trailer for <laughs> me, man. Uh, so let's watch this trailer and then we're going to talk about it. Uh, so this is the Marvels. And if we go off the air for any reason, we should be back in no time at all. So just bear with us. Usually it's only Facebook, so. Captain Rambo? What the hell are you doing? Entering the jump point perimeter. I'm gonna get you some readings, Fury. Hello? Hello? Where's Captain Rambo? What the? Ah, this music will get us to Rambo. <laughs> We're looking for Kamala Khan. That's record time. I need a drink. Are entangled. I can manipulate light energy. And you, I can totally show you. Hi. Where's our daughter? Wherever you were. Oh, no, 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 we're not a team. We're not a team. Uh, it was a trailer. Huh. I'm, I, 
It was a trailer. Forget Bree. Jamie, what did I, you think? Because <laughs> go with the one person that has something to positive to say first. Well, I'm going to her first because she hasn't <laughs> seen Super Mario yet, and I want to give her a chance to talk to her in the stream. So, <laughs> Debbie, I want to hear what I you thought of that trailer. In the stream? <gasps> I feel privileged. Well, you're welcome that I gave that to you because that's how the world works. Okay, go, Debbie, please, before I say anything else. Uh, well, most importantly, I'm here for the cats. <laughs> the flurkins. The flurkins. I was so happy to see happy to see uh, Goose back. But I had no problems with the trailer. I don't know what y'all are bitching about. I really don't. I don't. Uh, the, the I only problem it. I had. That you're about to find out. I the know. Only, <laughs> the only problem I had with the trailer was uh, Brie Larson. That's the. I. I, I honestly. I don't care for the character of Captain Marvel mainly because of Brie Larson. Uh, Kamala Khan, I love her. I, I, yeah, yeah, whatever. I, I absolutely, <laughs> lo I loved Miss Marvel when it was on Disney Plus. Um, the, the, and I think, I, I think I've determined the reason that I that I really enjoy her, and that is because she she has this attitude of that I would have. If I found out I had superpowers and I had Nick Fury knocking on my door saying, hey, we need you to come join us, I'd be like, oh, I'd be all kinds of excited, too, you know, gotcha. and and I can relate to that. So that's probably why I like her. And it's interesting that you say that because I, I haven't seen Cap. I haven't seen Ms. Marvel yet, so I have no opinion on the show one way or the other. But everyone that's watched it has loved it. But unfortunately, not a lot of people have watched it. So I don't know what they need to do to get people to watch it. But everybody that has watched it has said, this kid is a great actress. Man. You got to watch the show. She, like, you'll be surprised. But, I mean, I didn't like Miss Marvel in print. And I didn't know how I'd receive it on Disney Plus yeah. because it's just the character. Let me be blunt. The character in print sucked. <clears throat> but everybody that has watched the show on Disney Plus has loved it. So I am going to eventually check it out. But it's just a shame because the kid looks engaging and charming and no oh, one gave great. it. No I one gave the show the time of day. That's because they're using it as a crutch for the Captain Marvel property. And people are interested in Captain Marvel. So they're like, why am I interested in Miss Marvel? I just don't care. That's one reason. And she really is a crutch because even look at this trailer and look at her room. It's just covered and covered in like her fangirling over Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. And it's like, you should be fangirling over Captain Marvel too. And it's like, let that be a lesson to you kids. Just say no to Brie Larson. <laughs> I just think a lot of people also didn't like the idea of Brie Larson or Captain Marvel being the one that was going to, because I remember Kevin Feige or somebody came out years ago and was like, yeah, she's going to be the next leader of like. No, it everything. was, uh, it was, yeah. uh, it, it was right after uh, Infinity War came out and they were, they had announced, oh, okay, Captain Marvel's coming. The movie's being made. And Feige came out and said something along the lines of Captain Marvel is going to be in this cinematic universe going to be the strongest character that we have she is going to be able to outdo thor the hulk everybody she will just be it and i'm like and no. that is and no. this is the most subtle yet obvious walk back i've ever seen in movie making history because it's like 
He's going to be the face of the franchise. Okay, guys, that was really a big mistake. We screwed this one up. Okay, we need to walk this yeah. back. Uh, not, even lady. Everyone, not even everyone was upset about that. Like, some people really just don't like Brie Larson as a person, but other people like, her didn't the... like didn't like Captain Marvel in the MCU. They're like, I didn't it's... prefer this it's... film. I don't like the idea of hers just suddenly just being God. You know, like oh, well, all it, these other characters was... we followed, we've seen them work and overcome issues. Now here's Captain Marvel, and she is just well it better was... than everyone problematic Jeez. to begin with because carol danvers as a character i've been collecting comics for 30 years carol danvers as a, a character has been divisive since they put her in print uh it, it's really split it's really split the fandom yeah. in half a lot of people don't like carol danvers look in my and opinion that, there's one captain marvel and at this point he's forced to go by shazam <laughs> <laughs> That's my Captain Marvel. I really, I really, if you haven't seen Shazam 2, I really like that. I'm like, game. he can't call himself Shazam. That's the magic word that changes him. He can't that say was, hi. That's I'm like Shazam. That's like it's changed to Boba Fett Starship now. It's Boba <laughs> Fett Starship. Or the fire was, spray. Uh, it's the fire spray. That was a great dig in the in the Shazam movie when he when he when he went into that. And he was like, that's my name. <laughs> and and the fans are like, no, it's Captain Marvel. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's I have I, I I think this movie is gonna fall flat. It's gonna be a huge drop off for a sequel. They really just tricked the audience with the first one by making it required reading for Endgame. Yeah, they put it in between. And it's uh, the most of games. all the billion dollar movies. That is the one where it's like, how the hell did that movie make? No, you, we already just like, said how it made it because it was in between. It was the yeah, yeah, and movie, and I'm like, I'm reiterating that point. Yeah. It's it's you know you're sitting there. It's like this is such an undeserving. That's like the kid that sits in on the group project and falls asleep, and he gets the same grade as you. I don't know. Yeah. There are several. There are several different movies out that have made over a billion dollars that I can look at and be like, "This but is what, what you people are shelling out money for." But as far as the trailer goes, being objective and looking at the trailer and and removing Brie Larson and removing everything I hate, which is, you know, Brie Larson, Brie Larson. and the late and the lady that got her powers by walking through a wall and getting complimented. Um. Monica Rambo, I love Monica yeah. Rambo. Yeah, but like that's the late that's the lamest way to get your powers. I walked into a wall and everyone gave me compliments. <laughs> that, that's like what? What? All right, anyway, but taking all that out, they put this movie off five times. It's this the this fifth time's a charm. This is the the movie's finally getting released. It pushed it back five times. And you look at the first 30 seconds of the film. Victoria Alonso should have been fired three decades ago. Those VFX are terrible. Monica Rambeau looks like a Cabbage Patch kid that got punched in the eye. Like, it, it's it's terrible. I'm sorry. It, like, it's just, the visuals are awful. And then, as charismatic as that young girl is, Monica Rambeau touches a wall and becomes a screaming baby in a freaking Friday situation. And yeah, that and, seemed to be a big heavy point 
of the trailer. Now, this is just the first trailer that's come out, so they don't want to reveal everything, but clearly the body switching gag it, is going to be taking up some time in this film. It reminded me of Mini-Me from Austin Powers 2 when I heard that. <laughs> She was no. she was catapulting through space, going. Ee! It reminded me of Mini Me in Austin Powers Two when he got catapulted out, and all you heard was "ee" until Doctor Evil caught him. All right, and tell me the music choice. One that's like the worst Beastie Boys song ever. There's like a million. Tell me if you slowed yeah, that, 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 that. I was about to say, like, the Beastie, that's the worst Beastie Boys song. I'm like, good Lord, you have a metric on Beastie Boys songs? Yes, that's the worst Beastie Boys song ever. That's when the Beastie Boys started just chanting their lyrics in unison, and it was awful. Um, you slow that trailer down. You play Ground Control by David Bowie. That trailer is awesome. Well, I do like to make trailers, so maybe I'll do that, but... We'll see. Um, I didn't think it was interesting. I guess she sees Nick Fury. And she's like Nick Fury, and I'm like, this guy is the most Isn't well-known. He supposed spy. to be anonymous. Yeah, and then <laughs> I see that was my first thought. I was like, I thought he was a spy. And then my second thought was, well, Black Widow did release all of the Shield and Hydra files, so as soon as that's done, they can just blow up pictures of him and be like the leader of Shield. <laughs> so, although, uh, I, I will... and so for an avid Avengers fan, it's not crazy to think that she might that the one scene in this trailer that i thought was really good and it's probably completely out of context for the movie although the way that they portrayed it was just great was when the guy goes he's got his sword and he's like charge and then the next thing you see is all these little kittens running down the or Flirkins. maybe maybe baby flurkins running down the stairs and i'm just like <laughs> i i especially like the star trek extras from 1968 showing up when uh monica rambeau and miss marvel switch places in the first minute of the trailer those are uh various kree assassins isn't it great i love how like <laughs> i love how the fantastic four hasn't and then I guess at least you went to a place with air, I guess, since you were. Well, I see that's the, thing, the body swapping thing. You mentioned Fantastic Four. Eddie Birdie, the body, yes. The, the uh, space oddity, yes. The, um, the, the body switching thing reminded me of the, uh, the Silver Surfer, Rise of the Silver Surfer movie. Just because it was, you know, you had the whole thing with them where they, they touched Johnny power. and they swapped yeah. powers, yeah. And that was also a gimmick that was like, uh. What, yeah. else, what else surprised me is that Brie Larson always looked displeased. She's usually such a bubbly and happy person. No, she always looks displeased. I mean, I don't understand. Movie. She's always smiling and having a good time. I mean, that face is so unusual. When, Where did that come from? The first Captain Marvel was just so uplifting and positive. So you're telling her to smile? How dare you? Yeah, smile and then rip off the exact thing Arnold Schwarzenegger said in Terminator. I'll be back. <laughs> no, give me your clothes and your bike. <laughs> I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Hand it over. You forgot to say please. Yeah, I think this movie's gonna have a tough time of it. Nah, it's got no life. It's got no safety net. 
Uh, it's yeah. going and 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 you know what? Honestly, and this is the uh, oh shocker. I'm going to be a pessimist here. I'm just saying. Also, I just um, want to throw this out there. Ant Man had Kang. It was featured as the movie with Kang in it. You know, and it yeah. still didn't do a great job. So and like, it also this had doesn't Mo- have that. It also had Modok, who looked like I drew a smiley face on my thumb and shoved it into a CGI. helmet. Yeah. Um, but. I will say that this is um, going to be nothing short of a disaster, and Disney knows that. I mean, if you look at the placing of the movie, they're placing it in between the Dune sequel, which is going to cannibalize any audience this movie could have gotten, and the next week after it is the Hunger Games prequel. So Disney's burying this already. They they prolonged the release five times and they're they're gonna bury it. And then I I'm honestly waiting for the list of words to come out when it fails at the box office. And here's the list: misogynist, bigot, racist, incel. Uh it's all gonna come out and it's gonna be like, oh, the incels didn't show up for Captain Marvel. Uh, no, no, your movie sucked. Own it. Like your well, movie unfortunately, like... Ambrose, I don't know if you knew this, but having the opinion that this movie is bad makes you an incel. And I'm, that's mar- I'm married. I'm that's automatically because, no, an incel. It doesn't incel. matter. And that's because of the precedent <laughs> that She-Hulk sent when it said, we're trolling the trolls. AKA, we're trolling anyone that doesn't like this show. Just by not liking the show, you have made yourself the focus of the joke. It's like, I'm the person that's like paying for Disney Plus. Like, well, not anymore. I'm the one who's, you know, it's like, well, if you're just going to take the opportunity to take your show and try and make a fool out of me, the paying customer, maybe I'm not going to come back. And Debbie's like, I'm done with this. She's like, I put in my hour. She didn't (laughs) get a chance to talk about anything with Super Mario. If I had a belly button like that, I'd be pissed too. It looks like it's whistling. That's awesome. I don't know who you are, Eddie Birdie, but you're my spirit animal right now. That's amazing. <laughs> okay. Well, with that, uh, I think we're pretty much done. And like I said... Are we all going to talk about how awesome Brie Larson is? Probably not. No. Oh. Hadn't planned on it. Uh, I, I I enjoyed her character in Scott Pilgrim versus the World, but she was like a side character in that and I played a was. bad guy. So <laughs> wasn't Chris Evans in that too? Yes, hilarious, dude. He was great in that movie. That movie. Oh, it makes Chris me Evans is the king of being in comic book movies until he hit gold as Captain America. Yeah, <laughs> he's been in. Yeah, he, he was. He's been in like ten comic book movies like he's played like a million different roles until they were like yeah you're captain america now (laughs) he was also in and if you really want to see a good chris evans movie especially one where he walks around with a banana in his ass are you talking about not another team not another team movie (laughs) and he literally walks around with a banana (laughs) up his posterior so if that's not reason enough uh, no, the reason is. is the reason to watch it is Mr. T playing the wise janitor. Oh yeah, Not another or Molly Ringwald, teenagers. <laughs> How do you know? Duh. 
<laughs> okay, well, that's it for us tonight on MCU Mondays, where we have now talked about i think me clapping just like that made a bunch of dogs bark so that was oh, wasn't even that loud of a clap but i say usually that's ambrose's house okay um now, yeah so, where's my dog gotta say the dogs the dogs are barking so that's the end of the show tune in next week where we will be back with more talk on i don't know what we'll talk about something thank you for joining us ambrose debbie as well gone but not forgotten and uh make sure to tune in thursday to talk with David on the Cantina Happy Hour Thursday. Season finale of Mandalorian this week. Same time as this show. Oh, on Thursday. So yeah. season finale of Mandalorian. Be there or be a pear. Will Boba Fett be there? And you want to be a peach, not a pear. Peaches, 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 peaches. Millions of peaches. Peaches, peaches for me. All right, we're out of here. Shit! Language. Wait a second. No one else is going to deal with the fact that Cap just said language. Just slipped out. Find the scepter. And for gosh sake, watch your language. That's not going away anytime soon. You bet your ass. Steve, you said a bad language word. Do you tell everyone about the that? The handle's imprinted. <laughs> out with the platinum bastard. Steve doesn't like that kind of talk. You know what, Romanov? Fury, you son of a bitch. Ooh.